When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into A to Z Sports, powered as always by the Bet MGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Jack Gentry of our Tighten Up podcast, and we are Nashville's On Demand Sports Network, going live weekday mornings at eight Central Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Links to the show segment by segment on our Twitter X timeline, and also make sure you hit us up on Instagram, TikTok, and Threads for more great Titans content. Uh, we got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out all of you like Wilson County Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go to, uh, to get your new ride. The Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Farm Bureau Health Plans, get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans at fbhp.com slash A-T-O-Z. And Krebs Kubota, an elite Kubota dealer with three great locations across the mid-state in Columbia, Franklin, and in Murfreesboro. They are online at KrebsKubota.com. So, Jack, we had uh, almost a full hour of press conference uh, video between uh, Brian Callahan, the new head coach, uh, who sat up there and introduced and took questions with both his new offensive coordinator, Denard Wilson, and also with his new offensive coordinator, Nick Holtz. Uh, Jack, I'm going to go ahead and get the first clip out of the way and set the table with the first question that new defensive coordinator Denard Wilson was asked um, about his uh, philosophy of defense, what his scheme is. Is he a 4-3 guy? Is he a 3-4 guy? People want to know. And here's new Titans defensive coordinator Denard Wilson. You know, about football, it's, it's not about scheme. It's, it's about the players, right? So we have to figure out what they do well, and then we'll put the scheme around them. All right, to allow their talents to flourish. Um, I could tell you this about the scheme, all right? And I learned this a long time ago. General George Patton said this. Nobody ever defended anything successful. You're going to attack and attack some more. We're going to be attacking defense. We're going to be violent in our approach. All right, we're going to be smart. We're going to be intelligent. We're never going to compromise for competing. And that's the style of brand of football that we're going to play around here. So you mentioned the attacking part of it, so I would imagine blitzing will be heavy. You, know, you look at your background, whether it's Bowles, uh, Greg Williams, like how much did that influence what you plan to do here? Well, just like anything, you, you, you learn from the people that you've been around, and obviously I've been around a lot of great coordinators. So a lot of things that they do is entrenched in, in my being. Um, a lot of the philosophies they've had, you know, I believe in. So we're going to blitz, but educate. It's going to be there at the right time. It's just not going to be reckless. We're going to play coverage. We're going to play man-to-man. Uh, we're going to be multiple in everything we do, all right, in terms of our fronts, any of those things. So we'll be versatile, all right. We'll be, you know, we'll present problems to offenses, all right, on how we approach it, and, you know, we'll go from there. Woo! I mean, man, like, Denard Wilson, yeah. like, get snatch, strap up the shoulder pads, snap your chin straps up, pull them tight up here, and let's go run through a wall for that guy. And so – there's a couple things, Jack, and I, I see some comments in the chat that I'll pull up now of just people reacting to that. Um, and I heard him say, you know, he was making a point. I 
like that reminds me of Nick Saban. <laughs> they, he he kind of talked like Nick Saban in the way he made a point, scanned the crowd, and followed it up with an I, I, I. And so I'm gonna just gonna go through uh, and uh, read some comments. Brad says I love his mentality. Justin says Wilson was on fire. I like what I heard. Phil says love this dude. Titans Kyle says damn. I like Wilson. Jason's right because Brian Callahan was looking around during that entire press conference, like, "Yep, this is my guy." Like, I, the, J- Jason nailed it. Brian Callahan was very proud of that hire uh, right there. Uh, Trey says, "No compromise from competing." LFG Curtis says, "Damn, I like that." Um, uh, Jared says, "Enjoy it while it lasts." Denard Wilson will be a head coach soon. Darren says, "Big dog talk. I like it." A uh, good quote from Jason. Uh, Patrick says, the way the Nard sounds, hopefully the Titans are going to have a nasty defense like in 1999. Uh, and so then you see Taylor brings up Coach Wilson and Rand have uh, some of the similar cadence when speaking. So that a big time first impression by Denard Wilson. Jack, what was your first impression of that one quote from Denard Wilson? Just how confident he was in what he wants to do here. Like, there's a lot of unknown he's taking on here and not as much talent as he had in Baltimore at his disposal. So for him to sound this confident and and go up there and say, hey, we're going to do so many different things and we're going to do them all well. We're not going to be a one-trick pony defense. We're going to compete. We're going to hit you in the mouth. I mean, that's like you said, I want to play for that guy if if I'm a defensive player in the NFL. And just from what you've heard from his former players, they wish he still – Stuck around in Baltimore. Like Patrick Queen wanted him to stay. You know, a bunch of those guys in the secondary are going to miss having him around. So it, it's a massive hire for the Titans. But, you know, we liked this hire on paper before we heard him say a word. Now yeah. that we have heard him speak, my God, I love this guy. And you're absolutely right. He's, you know, leader. He sounds like a leader. He sounds like a guy that can rally a group, galvanize a group, and go out and achieve a common goal. That's what the Titans need on the defensive side of the ball. Shane Bowen, Shane Bowen, defensive side of the ball, I should say. Shane Bowen, you know, at times his defenses looked great. At times they didn't. But I don't think the Titans fans ever heard him speak like we saw Denard Wilson speak yesterday. Like that, that sounds, it's an outside dog to me. I saw Darius say he's a dog. He's not mm-hmm. just a dog. He's an outside dog. You don't bring that dog inside. He's well, dirty all, all dogs, all dogs should be couch dogs, in my opinion, right? Like all <laughs> dogs dirty up your house. He'll he'll rub his paws all over your carpet in your house, not his own house. He'll come in your house and do it. Like he's not a lap dog that you're just gonna sit and pet. He's an out, outside dog. If you get too close, he's gonna bite you. That's what I love about Denard Wilson. So yeah, Denard Wilson absolutely sold everybody on uh on himself. And you you mentioned Eagles players are missing him. Ravens players are missing him. He got a bunch of interviews. Uh, and so I'll uh, play why uh, Denard Wilson on why he chose the Titans. Well, really sad. Um, you interviewed, I think, four or five places. Talking to Denard. Denard, yeah. Why, why was this and, and Brian the right fit for you? Well, it's the same thing. First of all, you know, I've, I've always admired the Titans organization. Um, followed followed this organization when they were in Houston. Um had a lot of people that I've worked with that come from the organization. And when I got here, I was already excited about that, right? And then when I met Brian and I met his, you know, I met the way he, the way he is, the way he presents himself, the way he wants this, this team to be connected, right? The core values in terms of what he believes in as a, as a person, in terms of um, having good people around him, um, having friendships, and also grinding and, and working together. 
you know, you know, I admired that about him. I had a relationship with Rand already. You know, when we were young coming up, Rand Carthon and I, he was a he was a pro scout and I was a young coach. And we had numerous conversations just, you know, during those days of, hey, when we get to this point, um, this is how we would want to do it. Um, and, and we've always been in contact and always admired each other on the way we w- way each other uh, work. And so it was a natural fit. And um, I'm happy to be here. You know, I'm, I'm learning about the organization, being here, and um, I'm excited to go to work. And so uh, I heard Rain Carthon talk <clears throat> with the uh, the OTP with uh, Rep. Brian, Mike Keith, Ramon Foster, uh, after and Dave McGinnis after the Senior Bowl. Uh, and and Rand told that story about he and Denard Wilson's background together and the fact that they were up for the same job in Atlanta as a pro scout. Uh, and Denard was the number one choice for the Falcons for that role, but Denard took another job in, I believe, Chicago, and Rand got that opportunity in Atlanta because Denard went the coaching route rather than the scouting route. And so they've always been connected since then, back in their early coaching or front office careers and so they've, they have kept in touch. And this is something that it's Brian Callahan talked about it. Like I, I just met this guy throughout the process. This is not somebody I've worked with, but you, you see the dude and you hear the guy talk and you know what his defenses are. And that has to give Titans fans a ton of confidence in what they have as a new defensive coordinator. Yeah, no doubt. He knocked the press conference out of the ballpark. I mean, he knocked it out of the city. Like, like hearing him talk about what he wants his defense to look like is great. But when you start paying homage to the Titans and the Oilers and some of the legends and stuff like that, like that's extra brownie points for Titans fans. Now, what does it mean for Sundays? Nothing. But <laughs> it's a guy that everybody can get behind, I believe, at the very at the very least. And that's a personality that I think the Titans have been missing in their coaching staff, right? Like Vrabel is an aggressive coach, but he's not going to give you it at the podium. And he doesn't have to as long as you win on Sundays. But I think having a guy like that who you know, and, and a team at the end of the day is a reflection upon their coaches and, and the coaching staff. And if the defense looks anything like Denard Wilson sounds, the Titans are going to be in good hands. Yeah, agree. All right, so let's get uh, the chat more involved already. Uh, I mean, Yuri says this means corners won't be playing ten yards off the ball anymore. I saw some others say uh, no more, uh, no more cushion on third and three from the corners. Hey, look, we we'll have to, we got to see the personnel is still a problem, right? Uh, and a lot of that reason of why they were playing so deep is because uh, you didn't want uh, undrafted free agent cornerback uh, getting smoked on third and three for a touchdown for 60 yards because he's playing too aggressive. But I, I do I do like overall what's, uh, what's being commented here. But let's get you guys involved with this question. What's one word to describe Titans DC Denard Wilson following his press conference? What is one word to describe Titans defensive coordinator Denard Wilson following his press conference. We'll get to your comments here on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch here shortly. But first, going to tell everybody about our great friends at Krebs Kubota. If you need a piece of equipment for your projects around your home, your property, or your business, Krebs Kubota is the only place you should go. They have the best equipment in the industry and the best warranties in the industry because they are tagged an elite Kubota dealer. That's a big-time benefit for you guys, the customers, across Middle Tennessee, and with the three locations as they've grown across the mid-state over their 18 years of serving you, they've added Franklin and Murfreesboro to go along with the OG store of Krebs Kubota in Columbia. 
They make sure that customer service is on the forefront of their goals and objectives every day to make you comfortable with your purchase or you're comfortable with your rental uh, for your equipment for whatever those projects are because you're using a lot of power, a lot of force, a lot of energy, and you want to make sure that you can do that the right way, whether it's a, you know, a new mower for that tricky yard that you've got coming up this spring, a new trimmer, or something big. If you've got some land in the county and you need Krebs Kubota to help you out, they can do that. Check them out online at KrebsKubota.com. Check these guys out online, betmgm.com, the king of sportsbooks. While football season just ended, there's plenty of stuff going on to get some skin in the game if you're looking to do that. And if you're looking to do that on a new sportsbook, make sure you plug in our bonus code A to Z Sports to receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. March Madness is right around the corner. Spring training's coming up. College baseball starts this weekend. You can get in on all of that at BetMGM. So don't forget to download the app and use our bonus code ATOZ Sports. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligible requirements. First online room rule money wager only. Wards issued non drawable bonus. Expects expire seven days. And for problem game sport, call Tennessee Redline 800 889 9789. We ask what's one word to describe new Titans defensive coordinator Denard Wilson in the chat. Uh, we do need more likes. We're, we're better with likes than where we were when Jack called you guys out earlier, but we need more likes on the show. Uh, so, Jack, I will send you to the comment section on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Uh, let's uh, see what they got. One word to describe Denard Wilson after that uh, press conference yesterday. Chat looks good so far today. Starting strong with some of these words. I'm going to get to as many of you as I can, but we're going to start with Jay on YouTube, who says assertive, and I totally agree. Intense from Nick. Another great word. Nasty, says Rashid. The devil is in the details on defense. Denard Wilson's going to be all over it, I believe. Richie says solid. Stephen King, like we were talking about earlier, says dog. Mikey, ready. He does seem ready for this opportunity. Um, Alpha says Lucas. Definitely an alpha. Leader from Jason. Aggressive from Scott. Hopeful from IR IR Hoshi. You know, a Titans fan's perspective there. Um, Yuri says fiery. Brock says smart. Conviction from Brad. Him from Darren. Love that. Confident from Steven. Totally agree. Uh, Tall Texan agrees. Um, needed from Caleb, focused from Andre, another intense. We've got refreshing, sharp, mega hyped from Danny Whitson, two confidence from Chandler and CJ, potential from Sean, iron from John, him from Jared, Luman's is questionable, um, confidence from Biggie, competent from Phil, energized, enthusiastic, um, methodical, aggressive, expectant confident, convincing, love all of these words. Love them <laughs> yes. all. Great like Every one of those words, words was great. Uh, pulse coming in from Michael Kennedy. Tenacious from Marco. Uh, very impressive overall. Uh, so, Jack, what is your one word to describe Denard Wilson, uh, new Titans defensive coordinator? Yeah, I'm going to go calculated. I, oh. I, think, I think he's a calculated guy. And, you know, listening to what he said at the press conference, very prepared for that press conference, handled every question like a pro. But deeper than that, let's talk football. Denard Wilson was calculated in his approach in Baltimore. And I know he didn't run the entire defense up there, but he had a lot to do with it. And I think coming from a system like they ran in Baltimore is going to help Tennessee because, you know, the Ravens and the Titans did things – similarly on defense at least pressure wise right like the blitz percentage in baltimore was 21.9 in tennessee it was 22.0 so right there essentially even in blitz percentage but what happened in baltimore well they got to the quarterback and sacked him 60 times 
Titans just 45, middle of the road. Baltimore led the NFL in sacks. So when you hear him say, you know what, we're going to send pressure. We're going to send it at the right time, though. We're going to be we're going to be calculated in our decisions. That's what they were in Baltimore. Like they didn't always pressure the quarterback. They didn't always hurry him up. But when they did heat him up, they took him to the ground. And if they didn't take him to the ground, they forced a takeaway, which is something they also led the NFL in last year. So seeing how that worked in Baltimore with the right personnel group is something that he can bring to Tennessee. Like you don't have to be Brian Flores and blitz 70% of the game. Mm-hmm. You can do it a fourth of the game and still lead the NFL in sacks and still force takeaways on the back end and still create opportunities for those defensive backs that you have back there, which hopefully get upgraded through free agency in the draft this offseason. So I think that Brian, uh, excuse me, I think that Denard Wilson is a very calculated guy. It seems like he has his plan. He's ready to execute it. Now he just needs to find the right guys to plug in the right holes on the defensive side of the football. Yeah, absolutely. I think his attitude and, and everything that we've described him as and uh, is exactly what we were excited to see. But it, personnel is still an issue, uh, as IR brings up on YouTube. Personnel is still a problem with the Titans defense, but they've got the money and they've got some draft picks to try to go fix that uh, right now. So I'm going to play, before I get to my one word on uh, Denard Wilson, I'm going to play one more clip on Brian Callahan talking about what he saw in Denard Wilson and why he thought he was the right fit for his defensive coordinator slash head coach of the Titans defense. That's to me was the most important part schematically. The other part of it was the person. Um, you know, as you guys get to know Denard, as I've got to know Denard, is is great energy, uh, really positive, good to be around. He's a guy that I, that I like sitting next to. And and I've, I hired a lot of the people on the staff with that in mind is that they're guys that I want to go to work with every day. And, and, and I hope today as a staff want to work together themselves. And I think that uh, your team feels that as well. So when your staff is connected and you want to be around them, uh, hopefully the, the locker room feels that as they come into the building with us. But uh, at the end of the day, they're, they're guys that I like being around and, and present a lot of positive traits, both uh, in the schematic portion uh, and the relationship portion, which to me are, are equally as important uh, when you're building a staff. So, I mean, everything that Brian Callahan said about Denard Wilson and everything that Denard Wilson said about how he's going to approach this job for the first time in his career make you feel on board. I tweeted my thoughts on new Titans DC, Denard Wilson. Yes, absolutely yes. That was that was summing up my emotions right after that press conference. But Jack, my one word is primed. I think Denard Wilson is primed up for this opportunity in his NFL coaching career because this guy has been under a lot of great defensive minds. He's been in a lot of different organizations. He's seen it done different ways. And now he is prepared to have his own defense. And it's going to be for the Tennessee Titans. And that's a phenomenal thing for this organization. I'll put up his resume right here of where all he's been. He said he got his start with Jeff Fisher with the Rams. So he knows a lot about and is, and, and understands what Jeff Fisher meant to the Oilers and Titans uh, organization and has been a part of that with the Rams, both in St. Louis and in L.A. He was under Todd Bowles with the Jets. He was under a lot of really good coaches uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles before all those guys got hired to be head coaches. And then under the Ravens, uh, Mike McDonald, D coordinator, and under John Har- Harbaugh as the head coach, that Denard Wilson's primed and ready to go for this opportunity. He's he's never really had his chance to run his own defense, but this is it. And I'm excited to see what he's going to do with it. I think 
all the Titans defensive players that we know are going to be a part of this defense moving forward have to come away from their opening conversation with Denard Wilson or just watching that press conference. I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll play for this dude. I, I'm all in on this guy. This guy, this guy feels ready to lead me to where we want to be and not be on the couch in January watching the playoffs instead of being back in the playoffs. Yeah, and and another really cool part about it is it's it wasn't just the Titans that saw something in this guy, right? Like he had interviews with the Rams, the Packers, two perennial postseason teams, yep. and then a second interview with the Giants lined up. But the Titans swooped in on him and, and knew what they had in him and said, "You know what? Let's make this official. Let's put and, a ring on this thing." Yeah, and name those name the organizations that you just listed that also wanted Denard Wilson as defensive coordinator. The, yeah, the the Rams. The Packers and the Giants. What do those? those what? What do all three of them have in common, though? Now I don't know what they all have in common. I know what the Rams and the Packers have in common, and that's that they're both pretty successful. The Giants don't really fit that bill. Offensive-minded head coach. Offensive-minded head coach wanted Denard Wilson to be their defensive coordinator. You're right. Which totally means right. Sean McVay, Matt Lafleur, and Brian Dayball all are looking at Denard Wilson and say, yeah, I want that guy on my team because I don't want to play him anymore. What's another thing they have in common with him? NFC. He spent a couple times with the Eagles, uh, right, where those teams were seeing the Eagles wreak havoc on their NFC, and then he got out and went to the AFC with the Ravens. They're like, oh, God, the Ravens were too good this year. I need Denard Wilson on my squad. And so you add the Titans in that mix, and you've got four offensive-minded head coaches who were trying to go get Denard Wilson to lead their defense, I think that's a big deal. And so, real quick, Sean Gill says, interview doesn't mean wanted. And, I mean, I, I get what you're saying there, but from what's been discussed about Denard Wilson is that he was a very wanted man in a lot of different areas in this defensive coordinator cycle. And so, you're, you're talking about Sean McVay, Matt LaFleur, guys who have been to NFC Championship games, Sean McVay winning a Super Bowl, been to another and lost. Those quality head coaches. Then you have Brian Dayball, who I believe was a coach of the year uh, somewhat recently, and then Brian Callahan, new head coach. So I do believe that he was wanted. The Titans had to move fast on getting him to say yes uh, rather than McVay or or up in Green Bay with LaFleur. Yeah, and you know, the Packers and the Rams are are known for what they can do on the offensive side of the football. I think that Denard Wilson made a good move in coming to Tennessee where, you know, their identity for the last, what, two decades has been, you know, on the defensive side of the football mostly, right? It's stopping the run. It's forcing turnovers. It's getting to the quarterback. It's making plays, you know, in crunch time situations. And I think because the Titans' identity, you know, you know caters towards the defensive side of the ball, unlike some of these other teams, He's going to get a ton of shine, and he's going to get a ton of love if he has a good defense that works here. What does that do? Fast tracks him for another head coaching job. As soon as he proves that he can run and call a defense at an elite level in the NFL, which I believe he's capable of, now this is the caveat, with the right players. How do they go out and get the right players? It's nice to have Denard Wilson back there who's seen you know different groups of talent, especially in Baltimore, and how those – certain types work in, in that defense. So I think he has an idea of what he wants. Now the Titans just have to go out and find him. Yeah, and I, I see um, Rashid saying, Rand knew who he wanted just like Brian knew who he wanted and then followed up with it. They came together. And I think that's what we are seeing about 
this coaching staff is that there is a mix of guys who have worked previously with Brian Callahan, along with guys that Rand Carthon has known from the past too. And if you, and I didn't pull the clip from Denard Wilson, I could have pulled all like 35 minutes of Denard Wilson and played that. And people would have been like jacked up just like, you know, oh, yeah. having a conversation like we're doing. Right. But he talked about all the different coaches on the defensive staff that Denard has worked with. So it's almost like, it's almost like Brian Callahan brought in Denard Wilson and said, okay, Denard, let's work together. Who are guys on your list that you want on your defensive staff? And let's bring in the right fits. And then so Denard Wilson has been able to put together, it's almost like it's two coaching staffs, right? Mm -hmm. That it's like a defensive staff and an offensive staff. And the head coach is letting Denard be the head coach of the defense and run his own business, which I think is a great way for that to work in the setup moving forward. So uh, we've talked about uh, one, right? Because the, the title of today's show is Titans coordinators couldn't be more opposite and what it means for Brian Callahan. So all this great stuff that we've said about Denard Wilson over the last 27 minutes, Curtis says, LOL, so is Holtz about to be the complete opposite? <laughs> well, uh, we'll get to that. We'll play some Nick Holtz video and get what you guys feel and think about him as the offensive coordinator for the Tennessee Titans under Brian Callahan. But first, the Bone & Joint Institute can help you out whenever you have an injury in life. Injuries suck. We all hate them. They're a massive inconvenience, and you either have to take time out of your schedule to go get it dealt with, or you don't, and you just let it linger and it becomes worse. Well, check out the Bone & Joint Institute because they'll make that process a lot easier for you because they have all the resources and their experts under one roof in Franklin, Tennessee, right off I-65. So if you're in Davidson, Williamson County, or any surrounding counties, that is the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care, and they will take care of you, whether it's you, son or daughter, a youth sports injury, uh, whatever that might be, the Bone and Joint Institute can take care of you. Check them out and book an appointment online. It's very easy at boneandjointtn.org. If you're going to get into sports betting or you're looking to switch it up in sports betting, do it the right way. Do it with BetMGM. They're the pros' pros. BetMGM.com. It's got They've got boosted parlay features. They've got odds boosts all the time, and they've got a great bonus code going on right now. A to Z Sports, plug that sucker in, and you'll get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. No sweat first bet. If it misses, they've got you covered. They've got your back. Start off hot. Start off in the green by plugging in our bonus code A to Z Sports. Get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets only at BetMGM.com. All right, so a lot of great stuff talking about Denard Wilson. Now let's get into Titans' new offensive coordinator, Nick Holtz. Uh, to kick this off, we'll hear Brian Callahan uh, introducing his high school friend that we know, and, and Brian Callahan addressed it immediately. But what Callahan is planning to do uh, with Nick Holtz as his offensive coordinator? Really excited about the uh, about the addition uh, of Nick, both for me uh, as a head coach and what he can bring in the offensive coordinator role, which is is a little different than than what maybe you're used to around here. Uh, having an offensive head coach with a, with a that's calling the plays with an offensive coordinator by title uh, that doesn't call the plays, uh, it's a it's a setup I was I'm trying to emulate from how we were set up in Cincinnati with myself and Zach Taylor. Um, it's a system that I know uh, is important and I know that it works. Uh, and so Nick's job, he'll get more into the details of it, but uh, most of it is to to make sure that the offensive staff and the offensive players and the offensive scheme keeps running uh, in all the moments that I'm not available to be there particularly during the course of the week. There's a preparation part of it um, that's critically important to me. And so uh, very important hire. Uh, there's nobody more deserving for it. Uh, and I'm, I'm incredibly excited to have him on this staff. Uh, you see he's been around a lot of head coaches, a lot of different schemes. 
a lot of different ways of thinking and doing business uh, on our offensive coaching staff, and it's going to provide us uh, a lot of a lot of advantages as we move forward in, in the game planning issues that start to come up when you get going. So, so to start off, like I do think for those two guys who went to high school together, high school teammates, lifelong friends, they've only coached together for one year. It was when the one year that Callahan was the quarterbacks coach of the Raiders, I believe, in 2018 with Derek Carr. Nick Holtz was there, but that's the only year they've worked together professionally since their high school day. So I do understand the cool factor of anybody sitting and watching this show. You have that person in mind from your high school or college days that you're like, it would be so much fun to work with this person every day. And you guys think you do a great job. You see things the same way. And you think you'd be able to elevate some type of company to where they need to be with your skill sets and your relationship. So I do understand and appreciate that. I know I've got that person in mind uh, for, for what I would be my Nick Holtz or my Brian Callahan sitting next to me. So, but let's get to the Nick Holtz part of this. Because Nick Holtz was asked a question about his offensive philosophy. And then it quickly, we saw what this relationship is going to be like between a head coach and an offensive coordinator. To your attack on offense, like, are you a more go with the flow, take what they give you guy, or are you were like, this is what we're going to do this week, and this is what we're going to do? You know, I think there's more of probably a question for him as the play caller, but I think we see it systematically of we want to just put we want to run good plays into good looks, right? We just don't, we kind of want to have the chalk last where we're not going, oh, you know, they made us hot here. We did do this. So that's kind of, you know, but I guess I kind of defer to him too of how he wants to see it and build the offense that way. Yeah, there's a, there's a time and a place uh, where you try to dictate pace, tempo. Uh, there's, a, there's another time where maybe you are taking what the defense gives you, where maybe you've called a, a play action shot. You're trying to take one down the field. They do a good job covering it. You take the check down for 10 yards. That's a little bit of taking what they give you. Um, we are certainly going to try to dictate the terms on offense. Um, that is that is always going to be our goal. But within being able to dictate terms, uh, you want to be able to have the mindset, particularly the quarterback position, really it affects more than anybody else, is, is knowing when to take the easy throw, when to take the completion versus when to be aggressive. And so um, that's probably the best way I can say it is that we'll, we'll do everything we can to dictate terms, tempo, um, style of play, but ultimately we'll we'll be smart about when and where we attack, and when we don't have those options, what do we do next? What's our answer? And that's that's a quarterback issue more than anybody. Uh, but we'll we'll ultimately want to be efficient when we don't have uh, the ability to dictate to a defense. So look, I think that's an interesting clip, and and like I, I see some people say, uh, yeah, he gives off uh, the I have no idea what I'm doing feel here. Uh, I don't know about that. That's probably too strong. Uh, Jerry says he has no clue what's going on. And Curtis says, oof, not a good look if Callie had to talk for him already. And it's not, it's not he Brian Callahan. Yeah, it's, it, this is Nick Holtz deferring to the head coach about a question on his philosophy on being aggressive or taking what the defense gives you, which is a fair question. But like already the dynamic feels like, look, this is Brian Callahan's offense. I'm here to help out. And I did see uh, somebody say, uh, you know, if this Titan, uh, here it is, Brandon, uh, says, so if the offense sucks, you blame Brian Callahan. Correct. Exactly. And so, Jack, I mentioned um, right before the show officially started that I was working through some analogies on what this 
Brian Callahan, Nick Holtz relationship is. And the first thing that came to my mind was Brian Callahan, head chef, Nick Holtz, sous chef. And I honestly don't think Nick Holtz is a sous chef at this point. Nick Holtz is not in charge of the operations on game day. Uh, like on, you know, it, it, Valentine's Day night, the big night, right? Last night for every restaurant, bougie restaurant, Nashville on date night, the head chef makes sure Valentine's Day night is not a flop. Not the mm -hmm. sous chef. The head chef is in charge of that, right? So Nick Holtz isn't even a, a sous chef. And then I was thinking, is Nick Holtz a nanny? Like is where the, the parent has to go do other things and you need the nanny to help. And I was like, no, I think that's disrespectful to nannies. And then I landed on two analogies, Jack. Nick Holtz is either Dwight Schrute <laughs> or he's chamomile tea. I don't know which one I like better. If Brian Callahan is the regional manager, Nick Holtz is the assistant to the regional manager that really isn't even a, a real title. It's just something to make somebody feel better about themselves. And they're just doing things to appease the real boss. Or he's the chamomile tea to go along. If you drink coffee, if you drink tea, sometimes you need coffee, sometimes you need tea. Both coffee and chamomile tea are good. They're just meant for different purposes. So I don't know which analogy you like better for Nick Colts. Is he Dwight Schrute, assistant to the regional manager of Brian Callahan? Or is he chamomile tea that you just use for a different purpose? Yeah, so mine would be, I think he gives vice principal energy, right? Like he's not going to call the shots. He's, he's not going to be the one handing out the punishments or, you know, dictating salaries. But he's going to be the guy who does all the behind the scenes work. Like, he's going to be in there on the chalkboard, like he said. He's going to be in there in film. He's going to help Will Levis in this offense grow mentally while Callahan puts the plan together and they figure out how to execute it. Like, in your in your comparison, you called him a sous chef. I think he's more of an expo. I think that Callahan's in the kitchen and he's cooking, and Holtz is going to be the guy who takes the hot dish, runs it to the table, everyone eats, everyone's happy. That's what I see from Nick Holtz. And it's not necessarily a bad thing that he's like this, right? Because just back to your your kitchen analogy, you don't need too many cooks in the kitchen. You need a guy who clearly has control, and you need everyone else, like championship teams do, to play their roles perfectly, to maximize themselves within their role without overstepping. I think that Callahan knows he has that in Holtz, and that's a guy that he can trust to not try and railroad him or not try and take over when things are bad or, or not, not be a guy that kind of, you know, goes against the grain. I think that Holtz and Callahan are going to be able to bounce ideas off of each other because they, they think in similar ways. They, they have experience working together and they obviously have ties all the way back to high school. So I think that Callahan and a lot of people are saying, oh, well, it's a buddy hire. You know, he hired his friend. You got to remember, this is Brian Callahan's first opportunity as a head coach in the NFL. Like he's not going to just hire his buddies and sit around and go get drinks on Friday at happy hour with them. He's going to hire the guys who give him the best chance of becoming a head coach for a very long time here. And you know what? If it doesn't work out here, to still have somebody else, you know, still have teams that believe in him outside of this and to make make his own hires and bring his own coaching staff in, guys that he can trust. So generational wealth is on the line here for Brian Callahan. I don't think he just hired his friend for the sake of hiring his friend. Like this is a guy who is going to be able to collaborate with Callahan, going to be able to do some of the behind-the-scenes stuff, get his hands a little dirty where Callahan is going to have a bigger picture in mind and stay on top of that himself. So – 
while a lot of people are going to bash Holtz for not, you know, being the Denard Wilson in the press conference, I think it's needed to have a personality like this on the offensive side of the ball. Okay. All right. So like, I like your vice uh, principal analogy. I was also, while you said that, I also thought, is it, is it substitute teacher? You know, is it, you know, Brian Callahan's the teacher and say, like, Hey, I, I have to go do this. So here's the, here's the, the, the plan for the day. Here's the curriculum. Just set this up and run it how I, how I want it to, while I have to go do this. You just, you just really hope that you're, you're, teacher doesn't get sick during the season, right? Like if that happens, then that classroom is going to go wild and you're not going to, you're not going to pass many kids at the end of the day. So yeah. as long as the teacher stays healthy, Brian Callahan, then I don't think there's a lot to worry about with Nick Holtz. Yeah. And so, look, uh, so Nick says, so Callahan is Michael Scott. Like, Hey, uh, I mean, I don't think he's got the same, uh, you know, uh, insecurities that Michael Scott has, but Michael Scott was the most successful regional manager that Dunder Mifflin ever had. Like the reason why Dunder Mifflin succeeded was because Michael Scott was successful. And when it comes to the sales. And so I, I did see this other comment, uh, you know, to not go full disrespectful Dwight Schrute, uh, was important. And Chris says, I agree with the Dwight Schrute comparison. Dwight in his own right was a hell of a salesman and made Michael Scott look good as far as sales go. And then somebody else commented that whenever stuff hit the fan, Dwight was ready to be there to support his boss, Michael Scott. So I, I think while it's funny and it sounds disrespectful, I, I understand Jack with what you're saying is like Brian Callahan might need this person to fill this role. And so uh, I want to play another clip of Nick Holtz because Look, we can poke fun and make analogies all we want about the the role or lack of uh, role that he might have under Brian Callahan, but there is something about Nick Holtz that makes him valuable, and it's about what Nick Holtz had to say here. You know, we've had a few discussions about, hey, we've done this, we've done this, you know, and that's, uh, you know, we'll both walk back to our offices, go back to a se separate way, and then uh, come back and revisit it. Uh, but there's a lot of similarities, you know, I think uh, – I've been in a lot of systems and I've worked for a lot of coaches, even though I was in one place for a long time. So I, the one reason you get to kind of stay in one place the whole time is that you are adaptable. And so I'd say that's probably been a strength of mine over my career and really kind of hoping to build on that and then take the things that he wants to do and the whole staff wants to do. It's not just, you know, Brian and Nick doing all this stuff. You know, we got such a great staff that we're going to build in everybody's ideas. So Nick Holtz, in another way, is a glue piece, right? Like if you are optimistic on this battery dynamic of Brian Callahan and Nick Holtz, Nick Holtz is the glue that can make everybody else's job feel more streamlined. And so I think there's a lot of, there's negatives you can talk about the Nick Holtz press conference, very different. Jack, I also think, I think that if the Titans let Nick Holtz talk first and Denard Wilson second, then media and fans would not be so like, ooh, I don't know if this guy, like how can this guy talk to a room because he's not as put together as Denard Wilson. It wouldn't feel so opposite if Holtz went first and Wilson went second. But because we just heard Denard Wilson drop General George Patton quotes and get us ready to run <laughs> through a wall, and then you have Nick Holtz talk about, well, you know, I'll defer to Brian on that question. It feels 
it feels worse than maybe what it actually is. That's the thing. Like, I don't have a problem with anything he said. I don't have a problem with him deferring to Brian Callahan because you know what? That's his job. His job is to literally <laughs> defer to Brian Callahan. He went ahead and started it off at the press conference. I don't have any, I don't have a problem with what Nick, Nicole said. I think that after, like you said, watching Denard Wilson and his passion and, you know, his fire and he seems like an alpha male. And then you go to Nicole's who doesn't seem like he's that type of personality, which by the way, can still work in this league. There are plenty of guys that are head coaches that aren't alpha males. Look at Miami, you know, look across the league at some of the offensive or offensive head coaches. They're not exactly, you know, cold blooded killers when they speak, but that's still okay. As long as you can run an offense that works and execute that offense with your talent that you have at your disposal. So I, I don't have a problem with Nick Holt's press conference, but it does make him look worse speaking after Denard Wilson got to go and got to fire the whole room up, you yep. know, ahead of him. So, yep. No doubt about that. All right. So Jack, let's ask our question to the, to, to the chat here about Nick Holtz. How do you feel about Titans OC Nick Holtz uh, after his press conference? We'll give you three options. You feel better about him, the same about him or worse, better, the same or worse about the Nick Holtz hire as Titans offensive coordinator coordinator after his press conference. So we'll get to everybody's uh, comments here in the chat, but got to tell you all about our friends at Farm Bureau Health Plans. Well, guys, uh, we are signed up with year three with Farm Bureau Health Plans. So that relationship with Farm Bureau Health Plans, very valuable to everybody involved. And so we're excited about that overall with Farm Bureau Health Plans because they do a phenomenal job of serving the community that is the entire state of Tennessee through relationships like theirs with A to Z Sports and with the Tennessee Titans, with colleges and universities across the state, as well as youth sports leagues and high schools, too. Because Farm Bureau Health Plans is here to serve you. It's here to serve us as Tennesseans. They've been doing it for 75-plus years, and they have all the resources to make it easy, 200-plus locations, and an easy way to get a quote to make your health coverage better. Get a better health plan with Farm Bureau Health Plans and get started by visiting our link, fbhp.com slash atoz. Visit betmgm.com. Use our bonus code that you see on your screen right in front of you, A to Z Sports, and you'll receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. Start off on the right foot. Get in the action with some NBA tonight. Get in the action with some NHL. You've got college baseball coming up. You've got March Madness on the horizon. You want to get your, your sea legs under you before that big tournament gets going so you can win some big money in March. Do it on BetMGM. Plug in our bonus code A to Z Sports. Get up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. All right, so Jack, I've asked the question. I'll send you to the chat. How do you feel about Titans OC Nick Holtz after his press conference? Better, the same, or worse? And if you do pick the same, then we kind of need to know where you were. A lot of people low. Uh, Sam did his uh, new higher coaching rankings, mm -hmm. and uh, Nick Holtz was 12th out of 12. Uh, Denard Wilson was second. I believe behind only Bill Callahan, that list is on a to Z sports.com. Uh, so Jack, I'll send you the chat better, worse or same about Nick Holtz. Yeah. So Clayton, Mikey, Brad, Eric, IR Hoshi, all says same. Richie says worse. Steven says same biggie first better. Um, we've got same from Nate's burner and Scott and Billy and Curtis and Steve. Um, Denise agrees worse says Brandon. Um, same from Matt and Zach and hello ladies better from Patrick and Caleb. Um, Johnny says same. Uh, Darren says, you know, the thing in today's league on offense is not tough guys anymore. 
it's the thinking man's game now, which is actually a really good comment sure. from Darren Lee, even though it doesn't address the question. Um, Brandon says same. Titans Kyle says all jokes aside, he feels the same. Mike Peck agrees. Esco says he feels worse. Top tier says same. Jason says he feels better. So does Jameson. Um, Justin said he's he's irrelevant because it's Brian's show to run. Um, CJ says same. Michael says worse. Danny says same. So does so does Jody. Darius says better. He's not doing much. LOL. Ken says meh. I think that's a good spot to leave it at. Austin, I don't know that I feel better or worse after hearing him speak because, you know, there wasn't one thing that he said that fired me up. There wasn't one thing that he said that made me feel worse about how I already felt about Nick Holtz. Like, I, I, I feel like he's, the uh, you know, a needed piece on this staff because, look, Titans, the Titans offensive coordinators that have worked in the past, Arthur Smith, Mike Heimerdinger, those are dudes that take full control. And those are dudes that also coached under defensive-minded head coaches where an alpha in the room on offense was needed. Well, you your alpha on the offensive side of the ball is Brian Callahan. You've already mm-hmm. got that. So you don't need two guys that have a potential to clash. Like a lot of people, including me, you know, fantasize about the idea of bringing Arthur Smith back to be the offensive coordinator here. Well, when you have a guy who calls the plays in Brian Callahan, having another dude who's done that before and had success, you know, kind of looking over your shoulder at all times might not make Callahan feel that comfortable in what he's doing. And now that, that shouldn't affect the game that you call or the work that you do, but it, it could affect, you know, some, some stuff behind the scenes in the building. And Nick Holtz is going to be a guy that, you know, he, he fits right into his hole. He's the, he's a puzzle piece that fits into the puzzle and surrounding him with guys of decades upon decades upon decades of experience, like a Bill Callahan, like a Tyke Tolbert, is only going to make him better as an offensive coordinator. It's a role that he's going to grow into and develop in, you know, as a as a coach himself. So I think watching him grow in that role is going to be fun. You know, having a guy that's like minded with Brian Callahan who knows what works um, on offense is great. And I think the structure that Callahan has already put in place is beneficial to Holtz and this staff as a whole. Look, Brian Callahan when he was hired in Cincinnati, you know, not a lot of people probably thought a whole lot of Brian Callahan other than that his dad coached in the NFL. But, yeah, you know, the, he he worked in that system and that structure, and since that worked, he's going to install it here. And Holtz is going to fill the Callahan role. And look, if Holtz has any questions, who better to ask how to fill this role than Brian Callahan, who just worked in it for five years? So I think that, I think that he's a good fit. I don't think it's a home run hire. I don't think that his press conference was a disaster like a lot of people think it was. So I, I'm kind of in the middle, and I guess I have to say that I feel the same about the hire. The same. Okay. So um, I think I feel better about it, Jack. I Look, if, if I'm going one way or another, I, I do feel better than worse. But there's just not a whole lot that moved the needle for me. It, it's nice to know where he stands and how he fits. Yeah. But there wasn't a whole lot there to make me feel one way or another. Like last night, I was thinking, man, this is uh, this is interesting. You know, like I don't know how well this is going to work. Like, is Nick Holtz going to be able to to actually fill the role? Um, because that press conference was not good. Like, rarely can you lose a press conference. You can either win a press conference or just have a press conference. Like, I Rabel feel like it. Nick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like Nick Holtz lost the press conference with how he came across because of what we saw right before with Denard Wilson, and so. I think why I feel better about it is because I think I have a better understanding of the role that Nick Holtz is playing. 
And I, I do think there's value in that. And Brian Callahan came out and said it. We played it earlier that he's trying to recreate the same dynamic he had with Zach Taylor for five years because he knows it worked and he knows how to have it work. And Nick Holtz can play that role for him and they can work with it together. Like you mentioned that people probably didn't feel good about the Callahan OC hire for Zach Taylor. I mean, Jack, you probably remember this. Zach Taylor was criticized as a hire because he was never a coordinator. Like Zach Taylor was the Rams quarterback coach. And when he was hired by the Bengals as a head coach from a quarterback coach, people were going like, Oh God, everybody's just trying to do anything to get Sean McVay something. This guy hadn't even been a coordinator yet. Now he's a head coach. And then you hire a quarterback coach in Callahan to be the OC for a quarterback coach turned head coach. It felt like they were skipping a level there. I still feel like Nick Holtz is skipping a level. And I still feel my initial thought is that nobody else in the NFL is hiring Nick Holtz as an offensive coordinator besides Brian Callahan. But maybe Brian Callahan is just him and Zach Taylor are the ones that are setting up their offensive minded head coach, offensive coordinator unit this way. And so I feel better about it even if i still question it but i i you know obviously like the commenter said earlier if the offense sucks it's brian callahan's fault it's not nick holtz's fault and that's something we have to remember because doesn't it feel like yesterday kyle shanahan made steve wilkes the fall guy like doesn't that doesn't the the firing of niners d coordinator steve wilkes feel like kyle shanahan's fall guy move we established this. Brian Callahan's the offensive guy. Nick Holtz is doing what Brian Callahan wants him to do. So Nick Holtz should not become a fall guy for Brian Callahan if it's not working because that's not what they're setting up. Yeah, no, you're right. And the only situation I could see him turning into that, and look, this is way down the road and this is super hypothetical, but if things aren't working on offense and Callahan is forced to make a change, it would make sense to get rid of Nick Holtz and bring in a guy like an Arthur Smith type who has experience calling plays and then relinquish your control as a head coach to him. But I think what makes Brian Callahan so attractive as a head coach is, you know, what he can do on what he can do with the play calling sheet. And that's, that's why I don't think, like you said, that Holtz makes sense as a fall guy here. I don't don't think that you can scapegoat Holtz because his role isn't that significant in the grand scheme of things on offense. So I think that's a great point that you make. All right, we got some super chats before we get to the magic bucket here. King VC comes in and says, Nick Holtz is not calling plays. I think his press conference demonstrated just that. I think I'm the same. I think if he were calling plays, it would be different. Yeah, I, I think everybody agrees. If Nick Holtz was the play caller, there would be a lot of like red Go flags, ahead. red alert, sound the alarms of, ah, I don't know about this, but that's not his role uh, that King VC says. So that's a, a valid comment. And, you know, it is. I, I do think that Nick Holtz, could be helped with a little more PR training, media training, whatever it is they do over there. Because, I mean, the highest role he's held in the NFL is passing game coordinator. How often do you hear your passing game coordinator get up there behind a microphone and speak? Like, this is his first time. This is this is high-pressure stuff for anybody, much less a guy who's never really had that platform before, uh, you know, in the NFL. So I think this was, this was a tough moment. I'm not going to judge him based off his first press conference. Hell no, that's not fair. I'm going to judge him based on how he and Callahan work together. And look, we're going to hear more from Holtz. Holtz is going to be available like every often, week. like at, at practices, you know, after games, you're going to hear a lot from him. So I do think he's going to get better in this, you know, circumstance. But at the end of the day, I don't care what he sounds like. As long as the Titans offense is capable of scoring 30 points, 
I'm all good, man. But just I do once. think that he could. I just want. I just do think once. that he could benefit from some more experience up there behind him. Yeah, for the love of football gods, just thirty points once, please. I in the year twenty possible. <laughs> yeah, uh, rise tolerance super chat says better for Nick Holtz. He's there to collaborate with Callie, and if all works out, he should be here a while while keeping the continuity. Yes, that is ideally you have Nick Holtz be around with Callahan for five years, just like Callahan was there for Zach Taylor. And when that time comes, Brian Callahan's five years under his belt as a head coach and can go take the next Nick Holtz. If Nick Holtz goes somewhere else and becomes the next Brian Callahan. Right. So that's uh, mm-hmm. definitely a good comment there from rise. And how about this, Jack, a little super chat shout out for you. Jack needs to be on the show a lot more. He always provides great insight and views points, uh, viewpoints based on the Titans move personnel and player roster. How do you feel um, about that comment there? Well, thank you, Juan. That's very, that's very kind of you to say, I am going to have to read your comments from here on out. Every single one of them after that super chat, I appreciate the kind words pandering to Jack. That's, that's what we need more of here. More pandering to Jack, uh, for sure. All right. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Uh, hey, look, there you go. Uh, David says Jack 100. Uh, there to, we go. To address this, to address this, because a lot of people brought this up. Who were the reporters going at it? And so I talked to Sam yesterday about this. Everybody who was watching or listening to the press conference heard it during Nick Holtz. I do not know one of the individuals personally at all, never met them, uh, so I will not, it's not my place. I am not there day to day. I have not been to a Titans media availability since August because that's not my role with A to Z. Paul Kaharski was there and I involved in that. Paul Kaharski, in my opinion, uh, is not the wrong party in the situation. So for everybody, respect PK. Uh, I do not think that Paul is the wrong one in this. And, uh, but that's what I will say. Uh, that's I'll leave it at that because that's not my place anymore. I'm not in that realm. It's not my work area. It is Sam's work area. And so if Sam wants to talk about it more, he can. But I don't think he uh, will because we discussed that yesterday. So are you pulling in Nick Holtz and deferring to Sam? I will defer to Sam. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Yes. All right. Uh, Jack, I will have to teach you how to tie tie. Uh, and we'll do that right now with the magic bucket. Shout out to Wilson County Hyundai, wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Make them a part of your new car buying process. So see them in Lebanon or check them out online. Wilson County Hyundai. Dot com man when you came when you came back i didn't know where you went i was like wait where, where'd he go with the the, the transition plate and you were gone i had to go i had to go get my tie look titan's yeah. colored tie you you know i got that yeah yeah so uh i am left-handed so this might be backwards for you um so Great. i try to do it let's see I will try to I do think it. this makes it more fun. Okay. So I have my, I have the long or the wide spot in my right hand. Got it. And I have the other one in my left, right? Is that how you are? Correct. Yeah. We're okay. on the same page. All right. <clears throat> so you need the short end to be, you know, right, right below your ribs. 
around that. It depends on how long your torso is. Like I, Jack, a lot of people say I've got a swimmer's body. So, okay. Yeah. I, I know what you're saying. <laughs> Jack's got a torso. Uh, Jack got <laughs> that long torso. So you might need it to be a little uh, shorter than your ribs. So you can have a longer tie. So you don't have short tie syndrome uh, on the, uh, on the, the gut there. So, okay. all right. So uh, you take your, this is so weird. Cause in, in my screen, it's backwards. So it is not like a mirror. So you take your wide spot and you go over the short. Right. Up here, I guess. Up here. Yeah. Then you go under there and you pull that all the way around. Then you're going to toss it over your hand. Whoop. Like just like that. Right. Bang. And now you could stop here or you could go double and you could flip it one more time. And now. Okay. Now you go, you have, so now I've got my thick side in my left hand. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right? Same. Now you're going to go down and you're going to go up through between your neck there, but you want the outside, the inside tag showing. Okay. And you pull it up, you pull it all the way through. And now you're going to take the tip and go through the last fold. This is going to be hilarious. Then you're going to pull that through. And now you got to just tighten it up. And you by pulling your wide spot. And this is going to be the worst tie that I've ever tied because I'm not looking in a mirror. I'm looking at a reflection, which makes this very difficult. All right. So I'll show you how it came out. Did not come out well, but look, it, it, there's a knot at the top and that's progress. Yeah. So it's the worst tie ever tied known to man. Um, and yours is way too short. <laughs> Backwards, too short. Look, we tried. That's all we Mine is at least the correct length. Uh, but <laughs> that, um, there you go. So you probably, with your long torso, do not need to do the second loop unless you go get uh, a long tie. You're right. You're right. Right. I feel like I could do it with the right size tie standing up maybe in front of a mirror, but the mirror down, is everything because if you yeah, don't have right. a mirror, then, then yeah, that was a very uh, odd thing to watch there. All right. So new for the bucket today and Jack gets to go wash off his cross after the show here. So this is for me. All right. Ooh, Jack, you've done this. I get to do this now. So get your phone ready for a clock. Okay, I got one on my computer. All right. Uh, I need 30 seconds on the clock, and I have to name as many Super Bowl MVPs as I can in 30 seconds. So okay. you will let me know when your clock's ready. <clears throat> I'm pulling up the list of Super Bowl MVPs to fact check. Okay. Okay, we've got them. All right. Um, All right. You, you start the clock on my first name. Cool. Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Matthew Stafford, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, Ben Roethlisberger, no. Heinz Ward, no. Uh, Dexter Jackson, Kurt Warner. Um, Malcolm Smith. Your time, your time is up. Your time is okay. up. Malcolm 
Smith was your, your last one. So you got 11, you said 11 names. You got 10 of them right because Matthew Stafford does not have a Super Bowl MVP. Remember that went to Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup, damn it. Ah. 10, 10 Super Bowl MVPs in 30 seconds is pretty good. Um, let's see, Brett Especially Favre. Especially when like Mahomes is, Mahomes is three of the more recent ones. You know, I'm not so sure that Brett Favre has one either. Yeah, Brett, Brett Favre does not appear no. to have one. No. No Brett Favre. So nine, mm. which is still good. Still pretty yeah, strong. Not good enough. I need double digits on that. Desmond Howard was that Packers Super Bowl. Yeah, it was Desmond Howard. All right. Here we go. <clears throat> Ready? This is for Jack. Ooh. Hmm. This is like a great show topic. So this is what you're going to do. Because I want, this is what next Thursday's show is going to be. Jack, it's perfect. Okay, all right. You are the Titans GM for one day. What are three moves you would make? Oh, boy. So now, this is what we're going to do. Because this is phenomenal. This is perfect. So next Thursday on the show, you will present us with your top three things that you would do if you were Rand Carthon this offseason. So not today. We're saving it. This is for Thursday, next Thursday. That, okay. We've already got the show planned. It's all on you. And now you've got a week to get this thing ready to pitch to me and to everybody here. Of the, the number, the top three things that Rand Carthon must do or that you would do if you were oh, Rand Carthon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like this one a whole lot. I like it. Um, by the way, this reminds me of a rant that I had at the end of the Tighten Up podcast, which is out now. Y'all should listen to it. T. Higgins, Brandon Ayuk, Mike Vrabel's looking at Wisconsin, all kinds of different stuff we cover. Very fun episode. Listen to it as soon as you're done watching the morning show. But to end the show here, my rant, why do Titans fans not want the team to spend every last cent that they have? I hate people that want to pinch pennies and the salary cap that are just fans. It's not your money to spend, buddy. Like, let's go ahead and spend it all. Let's get as good as we can get. Bring in everybody we can bring in. But you should want to spend. You should not want to save as a fan. That's my rant. I do. I co-sign that. When people are like, no, no, don't spend that. It's not your money. (laughs) He's too much money. I don't care. Let him spend it. It's not mine. I don't have to pay taxes on it. I don't I, I don't have to pinch pennies for the next week to go to the grocery store. That's their prerogative. Let them spend as much as their little hearts desire. Uh, I co-sign that. All right. Great way to end this Thursday. We've got next Thursday's show planned already. Hey, great stuff here from Denard Wilson and about Nick Holtz. So I know that uh, Buck Rising has an article coming out about play calling uh, here soon on AtoZsports.com on our socials. Buck will also be live Tonight for A to Z Sports Primetime, so you can check that out. We need more likes on the show. We're, we've done better, but if, you, if you're watching and you haven't liked the show yet on Facebook or YouTube, do that now. Hit that thumbs up button. It goes a long way for us, and we'll catch you guys tomorrow morning on a Friday. Appreciate it as always.